it was almost spiritual. I'm not not really a spiritual person, but um, this was sort of following in the footsteps of, of a childhood hero. Kia ora everyone, that was Tim Sutton. I'm Matt Raymond. I'm Eugene Bingham. And this is Dirt Church Radio. Interesting conversations with interesting runners. Oh, hey, Eugene, it's Matt. Oh, hi, Matt. How's it going? Hey, you know how I've been working on that concept album for ages and I was just at the sort of finishing stages and about to book some studio time? Uh, no. Okay, well, I, yeah? You'll never guess what happened, man. The weirdest thing. Someone, like, my house got broken into. What? Yeah, the house got broken into and my ukulele was just smashed to pieces. The pink one? Yeah. No, it oh seemed, my God. it's really odd because it seems like the person who got in yeah. knew, knew where the spare key was. Yeah. And my kids were home. So they were obviously, none of them were distressed by it. And, and the dog was in. So, yeah. And the person who smashed the ukulele went exactly to where it was. Uh, uh, what, are you, what are you trying to say, Matt? Well, n- nothing. It's weird. It's just weird. But hey, look, I guess what I'm saying is that ship for now has sailed. But, oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got, a, I got another letter from, from Ultra. They are offering the Dirt Church radio listeners 10% off if you go to Ultra Running co.nz and yeah. purchase any pair of ultra shoes if you enter the promo code DCRSUX that's DCR sucks they were adamant that that's what we put in so DCRSUX they get 10% off and also they said that to buy us out of their contract was the word they used that they'd give us 10% off as well so the uh, people who buy the ultra shoes are happy their, their feet will be singing, you know, foot shake, toe box, zero drop, all that jazz, power of all the, grip. Yeah. all the good stuff. 10% off, so they get 10% off. We get 10% of whatever 10% off is. And, uh, yeah. yeah, if you just if you enter the promo code DCR sucks. So DCR wow. is what was the website again? I'm going to write it down. Uh, uh, ultrarunning.co.nz. A-L-T-R-A. Yeah, ultra. R-U-N-N-I-N-G.co.nz. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully I can save up for a new ukulele when those dollars and cents start rolling in. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm I'm still a little concerned that you're accusing me of something. I'm not accusing you of anything. You sure? You don't want another letter, do you? <sighs> okay. Well, look, I guess we'll catch up tomorrow. That sounds good. DCR yeah. sucks. DCR right. SUX. Yeah. Promo code. Okay. Running website. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay, bro. Bye. Okay, bye. Ditch Radio. Episode 28. Kia ora, everyone. We made it. It's been a minute, man, since we've spoken and hung yeah. out together. Yeah, we had a bit of a... Um, we pre-recorded some interviews. We uh, did. We preloaded. Yeah. We did. We preloaded. So it feels a bit like we've been away from each other for ages. Probably the longest time ever. Yeah. I coped, though. What were you up to? Uh, well, part of the time, I was in Melbourne. Mm. Mm, enjoying the heat. Um, we went over there for a basketball tournament for our younger boy, Kieran, who also happens to be the editor, so two thirds of the Dirt Church Radio podcast, Trident, yeah, was on the, was on the road, yeah, uh, in Melbourne's heat. How hot was it? it got up to forty four. That's day. a that's hot. really hot, eh? That's yeah. yeah, yeah. I tell you what, though, we were in mostly in suburban Melbourne, 
and the running there was incredible. Yeah, what was so incredible about it? Urban trails, um, pathways. There was. I remember coming up to one intersection on a pathway, and there was a sign that said one way, Essendon twenty three kilometres, the city nineteen. So you could run on this pathway for a marathon. Oh wow! And never cross a road. Yeah, and then the the part the, the trails were great. I went to the Studley Park Park Run on the uh-huh. Saturday, which yeah. is on trail. Yeah. Twisty, turny, hilly. The race director says, if this is your first time, just a warning, it's not going to be a PB. But it was super fun. It was really good. Enjoyed cool. it. Yeah, good running in Melbourne. What about you? Just been hanging out, doing nurse life and running. Nurse and life. Yeah. Yeah. More painting? No. No. Painting's done. Painting for now. For but now. Yeah. Super excited. Running a lot, actually. And yeah, really, really excited about today's conversation. And uh, running in general, and you know, we you are running like a beast at the moment on all fours and naked. <laughs> mm, I wasn't going to talk that, about that on yeah, the show, but you know, the analogy too far. <laughs> but <laughs> no, you're running really well. Yeah, that's the f- best I felt in years. Yeah, it shows. It shows. Years. And you actually, you can see the joy in your running too. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I feel yeah. joyful. Yeah. But look, we this is coming out uh, happy Waitangi Day. Yeah. New Zealand New Zealand's na- national day. Yeah, so Aotearoa. Aotearoa New Zealand's yeah. national day. Super cool, super important. Yeah. Uh, and well worth celebrating. The day for you foreigners listening when um, the Treaty of Waitangi was signed, um, well, first signed in Northland. At in Waitangi. Waitangi. Hmm. Hmm. Kia everyone. Kia ora. All right, Tarawera yeah. this weekend. Mm, the big show. It feels like the big show in town. It is the biggest show of all. Mm. And for lots of reasons. Yeah. Um, take care, everyone. If yeah. it's as hot as it is at the moment, mm. it's going to be hot. And we know that Kaurau for the in the last couple of weeks has been the hottest place in New Zealand. Mm. 34 degrees. Yeah, yeah. Which, compared it, to last year when it was a... Yeah. It was warm, but it was wet. Wet. Uh, it can yeah. And Kaurau has that real heat that just kind of envelops you. Yeah. Mm, feels like. So take care, everyone. Um, I did see some people worried about rain again, but surely it can't be two years in a row. It's trail running, man. Exactly. exactly. Deal with it. Get a raincoat. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. We're not coming to Tarawera for uh, you know annual leave reasons and life. Life reasons, but someone who is coming to Tarawera is Mael Backhausen, uh, him of his own episode of the show and seeming to feature very heavily in the last couple that we've done. Yes, yeah, like everyone we talked yeah. to. Yeah, I was a, hanging out with Mael Backhausen. I was, I was in the middle of nowhere and I bumped into Mael Backhausen. It seems to be like a prerequisite of everyone we talked to. That's right. Yeah, but anyway. He's doing guy, an Instagram takeover for us. Whoop, whoop. So, what does that mean? What for it means? Us social media. Numpties like me. I've given him the password to our account, which is Dirt Church One Two Three Four. If you're interested, <laughs> and um, and it's not. It is, and um, <laughs> he's gonna do. You know, he's gonna do some content, man. It's all about the content. Cool. Yeah, and he's content king. He is actually the content king of. He is Salomon. That is so, so cool. expect a bump in quality, albeit short lived. Hey, you do a good job. I do on what the I can. Yeah, much better. Hey, the Twitter, we're up to 17. 17 followers. Yeah. That's Inc- amazing. Including three Russian bots. 
Really? Yeah. Are they verifiably Russian? Yeah, they're, they're influencing the show. Are they? <laughs> yeah. There's like, you know, <coughs> Robert Mueller's going to be on our tail very, very soon. Fantastic. Asking what's going on. No. Anyway, you do a great job on the Instagram, but my old backhousen will do a splendid, splendid job too. And speaking so of that. Speaking of something that I saw on Instagram, mm. uh, Camille Heron. Yeah. Car crash. Show. Yeah. And, you know, it shows you that, I don't know, she's been on, basically on top of the world. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. And then. Yeah, it's that shield of invisibility. Or invincibility. Invincibility. That's probably yes, why she got hit. She had an invincible car. <laughs> she's testing out that new government and the invincible car and it just. Smashed right into her. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's okay. Invincibility. Yeah. yeah. That shield of invincibility that she's had, running wise. Yeah. It's, life is fragile, isn't it? Life is fragile, mm. and life is beautiful. Just but she's clarify. okay. Yeah, she's okay. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so she got hit on the way to work. Yeah. Car came through and just smashed in her. Flipped, flipped it. Up. It was it mm. Prince Philip. It was Prince Philip <laughs> moment. It wasn't actually Prince. Could have been. Yeah. Well, that would have been you know one of those. Perfect storms, eh? Uh, Invisible car uh, and Prince Philip and disaster. We hope she's okay. And we are recording this before Tarawera, but she was indicating on social media that she'd be okay to come down. Yep. So hopefully that's worked out. And all the best, Camille. All the best. Mm. And call us. Yeah. Reply to that email. Yeah. Call to action. Everyone, get Camille Heron to come on Dirt Church Radio. Yeah. Be like all our Christmases come at once. That'd be cool. But mm. you know, moving. We on, have a great Christmas present for us. We've got an early week. Christmas present. Is it, my tree still up? I don't know about you, but Tim Sutton is today's guest, and he is primarily interested in adventure running. So long missions, very inclement, steep, off-piste running. Um, he is a beast uh blindingly fast he's won uh the woo 2k ultra marathon um and he won the tip track marathon this year which is if anyone who doesn't know what that is it's running up and down the tip track in wellington repeatedly and it's steep as hell and gnarly so he does like big gnarly missions gnarly missions yeah and Tim was, he's, a, he's an excellently nice man, and he's also one of the people who went down to attempt the Revenant mm. this year, which I understand no one completed, so Scott got his wish. Yes. But uh, Tim's coming on today to talk about that, but he also was very keen to just talk about adventure running in general and, and, and what he gets up to, so super excited about yeah, that. really good, interesting conversation about that kind of approach to running. Yeah, and what it means and how it kind of yeah. differs. And it's just a, another kind of subset of our hmm. very varied sport. But look, hmm. stuff you should know. Stuff you should know. Stuff you should Could know. That jingle. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll hmm. do it. The big news, or it's big news to us, and it's big news to everyone, is that Iron Man, uh, Wanda, the group group that owns Iron Man and several hmm. other things, have acquired Tarawera. Yeah. So, which is not, I mean, that's not breaking news. That's um, announced uh, a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah. But we're still in, we're still in the window. Yeah, we're still in the window. So, so we just thought we'd have a little bit of a riff about it. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about this thing about people talk about commercialization. Yep. And is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? People talk mm. about the commercialization of 
running and the commercialization of this and that and talking about running was grassroots. For my money, uh, Tarawera was grassroots maybe the first two or three years yep. that it was run. Yeah. Having spoken to Paul on the record, both uh, on this podcast and in print about it, and you know several times, Paul's always been very clear that he wanted it to be Western States on a UTMB um, scale type, type format, and he wanted to rule the world pretty yep. much, not yep. in an evil way, no, no, in no. a very Paul Chartres way, but sort of stoically and you know, rather pleasantly, but he wanted to make money and do this yeah. for a living. He wanted so. it to be a big, big show. And it and is a big show. It is a big show. Yeah. I mean, look at the last couple of years and look at this year. Um, I mean, obviously, that's been influenced by the ownership change that happened and presumably there's a bit more money to get athletes down here, Absolutely. which explains why the, the, the banging field. Yeah. But um, I guess one of the things to say on the record from us is good on you. Yeah, you know? good on you. Good on you. It's you know as as Matt says, they've never made a secret of the fact that it's a commercial operation, um, and they've obviously got an offer they couldn't refuse, and so good on them. Um, don't have a problem with that at all. At all. Um, and from people who've sort of been complaining about, well, not complaining, but voicing opinions about commercialization and so on. Well, yeah, it's you know I think. Well, there are other ways to express that. You yeah. know, if if you're worried about commercialization, there are other ways to, exp- you know, express that through your your life. Yeah. And and the way that you you know choose to to spend your money and yeah. do things and or like, choosing events that aren't about choosing that. events that aren't about that. Yeah. Not but, that. that sorry, that makes it sound like Tarawera is just about commercialization. Of course, it's not. It's no. still got that great vibe. It's got a great feel to it, um, and it's got a great community around it. And I don't think any of that will change. Not at all. But. Um, yeah, there are events that are much more low key, and you yeah. know, Riverhead uh, Rampage, for instance. Riverhead Rampage, March 9th, <laughs> March 2019. Brought to you by, yeah. That's all right. Um, Brought to you by Hallatau Brewery. Yeah. And but, it's my birthday. And it's my birthday. Come yeah. and run. And my wedding anniversary. Um, so, um, yeah, there are, there are those those other events that don't have that kind of, yeah, Naseby, Northburn. And I'm hopeful that with more head- easy. With more headroom and with more infrastructure behind them, it'll actually be better. Yeah. You know, it, at times it's been a stressful stressful endeavour, I'm sure, for for that yeah. team. And, yeah. I, and, you know, what I'd like, here's another call to action, apart from... The, the call to action is, if Ironman are interested in acquiring a podcast, call us. <laughs> I don't see... Really call us. Their, no, they need a trip. In their portfolio. They don't have a trial running podcast. True. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay, but anyway, a, yeah. an actual call to action. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Tarawera implement the Ironman uh, instalment option for their entry fees. Yeah. That would be a really, that would make the race far more accessible for far more people. Yeah. And certainly take so, that So that means, so you don't come pressure. up with a lump sum yeah. payment, you can pay it off. Yeah, over three instalments right. or so. And, that and did you say too you can defer your race? Yeah, if you... defer your race for a year. Wow. Mm. So that's yeah, I mean there there so there are going to be some changes I'm sure, but yeah. there are going to be positive changes as well. And and if Paul and Tim Paul Charteris and Tim Day are still involved as they're going to be, I think you know I mean they are the they are the life and soul of Absolutely. that race. So good luck. And I think as well too, like for me it comes down and I said this on um, social media. I think about it from the race director's point of view. What it means is an income, a guaranteed income, and probably a big deep breath out. So, yeah, yeah. 
well done, dudes. Yep. Cool. Speaking hey. of a grassroots mm. race that we're very excited about. Woo! Yep. Let's say that like Ric Flair. Uh, Woo2K. Mm. Entries have opened. And what does Woo2K stand for, man? It's Wellington Urban Ultra. And the 2K is down to the elevation profile of the 42K event. So that means 2,000 meters. That's much more than that. Like they're liars. And they're liars. Mm. But the uh, 2K sounds better than... Three six or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. So it, yeah, entries opened last week. In fact, entries open as as of today while we're recording. Uh, we're going to be there. It's going to be super good. We're going to do a live show. It's going to be super good, and we're going to run the bastard. And when it's, is it? It's in July. July. Yeah. Yeah. So you got plenty of time to train up for it. And as an extra, the special, live show. I mean, I'm talking yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll train up for the live show. It'll be sick. <laughs> But also, stuff you should know is um, Gareth, the race director, has given us a free entry to give away to you good yeah, people. Yeah, not given us a free entry. Yeah, I'm going to carry Eugene <laughs> on one of those massive, we're going to wear a long coat and he'll go we're, on my shoulders. No, we're paying for an entry. But there is going to be a free entry available for us to give away. Yeah, as we're just giveaway. trying to decide what to do. I'm sort of airing on the side of name the rottweiler that's barking in the background while we record this podcast but we'll we'll come back to you we'll leave that to the headhunters um so yeah keep your ears peeled for that probably do that next week we'll figure out the details of the competition and how you can win this free entry w2k absolutely yeah cool greatest run ever Mm. so So the part of the show where we ask you to write into us and tell us your greatest run ever doesn't have to be a race or a run or mountain summit it does have to be a run yeah, it does have to be a run. Although we have had some greatest runs ever that don't have much running component to them. But like that dude who did the Raglan Trail. Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway, just send us in. Hey, and you need to send them in because we're running. We're yeah. Just we're like we're the like, barrel is getting to the bottom. Yeah, we're like hand to mouth. Yeah. yeah. We're living greatest run ever to greatest run ever. Yeah. So dirtchurchradio at gmail dot com or via social media where yeah. you can use hashtag greatest run ever. So here we go. This is Jody Arnott. Hey guys, love the show. I've been meaning to write in about my hashtag greatest run ever for a while now, but it wasn't until I was recently catching up on some Miss Dirtchurch Radio episode that I was inspired to do it. I spent a while thinking about my greatest run ever. It would eat. It would have been easy to talk about my first marathon, the Tarawera 42k in 2016, or my fastest half marathon, the Hamilton half a year later. But I, re- I realised that a greatest run isn't necessarily your fastest time or longest distance, but one that no matter how hard it is, you make it to the finish line. The 24km Waitomo Trail Run in 2017 was my greatest run ever. It's the it was the infamous Y slow-mo mud run, but despite the weather, I was enjoying it. People were in good spirits. I made a few friends while trudging along in the mud, and the scenery was pretty amazing. It was more of an adventure hike than a race. Unfortunately, at about 14 kilometers in, while jogging down a hill, I landed full force in a fairly large hole that was hidden by mud. As I landed, I slipped and fell sideways, and my foot wedged in the hole. With nowhere to go, my... Ooh, my ankle bent at an angle it wasn't made for, making a popping sound that was heard by passing runners. I'm wincing. Yeah, my toes are curling in the bad direction. Uh, the pain was excruciating, but I put on a brave face for runners that were passing me, asking if I was okay. At the time, I thought I could, it could possibly be a strain, but I didn't think anything was broken. Due to the remoteness of the area... I didn't have much choice other than to keep going, so I hobbled onwards at a pace of about three kilometres an hour with my foot swelling up to about twice its normal size. 
To be honest, it's a bit of a blur now. To cut a long story short, I made the finish after about six hours thanks to a mixture of stupidity, sheer determination, and a bit of ego. X-ray results the next day put an end to my running for about six months with multiple fractures and torn ligaments. Far out. Walking was extremely difficult for the following three weeks, and it took about eight months for the pain to fully disappear. So it was probably the worst run ever, but it was... I was actually just thinking that. (laughs) You're setting the bar pretty low. But it was also probably the best run ever. Sheer determination to get that damn finishes medal got me to the finish line as well as my own stubbornness to not give up. Looking back, the smart move would have been to DNF, but I'll always remember the feeling of crossing that finish line. I entered the Waitomo Trail event the following year in 2018 and finished unscathed. I probably won't do it again. Probably. Thanks, Jody. Yeah, that's an excellent run, and you and 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 well done. I salute your your courage and yeah, pain grit, threshold, pain threshold, and grit and determination and mm. all those things. Yeah, wow. Whew. Keep them coming in. Yeah. Greatest run ever has to be to a us. run. Yep, yep, but not they, a race. They don't have to be that painful. No. Mm. So Tim Sutton, Tim Sutton, famous Matt Raymond buyer. Tim Sutton is from Wellington, where and he works as a furniture upholsterer at a boutique kind of furniture upholstery place. Uh, he is a past. He's the inaugural Wu Two K sixty two kilometer winner. Um, in fact, he passed me at a point in the race, and him and Andy Good were the only two. They were first and second in the ultra. They were the only two people that passed. Yeah, where I was in the field, which was cool. That, that was sort of, but they were going so quickly. Like yeah. I thought they must have been lost. Was it uphill, downhill? It didn't matter. They were going. No. It was climbing up a hill. Yeah, I can't remember. They just kind of flying past. Yeah, flying past. <laughs> yeah, amazing and so cheerful with it too. Mm. Uh, Tim is the infamous trip, tip track marathon winner, multiple Taru Range Transit finisher, and he's a Revenant original. He's also finished the Northburn. His bio reads, adventurer, mountain runner, and occasional racer. Uh, Tim states that the outdoors are his happy place. Being a family man, Tim's training focuses on quality, not quantity, with a focus on adventure to keep him fresh and interested. Coming to trail and ultra running through multi-sport, Tim is a passionate advocate for the more adventurous side of our amazing sport. And the most professional bio I've ever done. That is the most. It's like you prepared it earlier. It is. Here's one I prepared earlier. But anyway, look, let's get on to this conversation. We're super stoked to have Tim with us. And um, what he has to say is just fantastic. So without further ado, the most excellent Tim Sutton. Okay, kia ora everyone. We're here with the indomitable Mr. Tim Sutton from Miramar in Wellington. Kia ora Tim, how are you doing? Kia ora, fellas. Good to talk to you. That's awesome. How's the body recovering after the Revenant? Sorry to launch straight into it, but I'm <laughs> desperate to know. Uh, the body's sweet. Um, we, we didn't really get deep enough into it to do any permanent damage. So um, maybe next time, eh? <laughs> and I mean, what I guess to, you know, we, we really want to talk about, you know, as you said, like the adventure running and the more kind of serious missions that you guys seem to do down your neck of the woods. But I guess touching off on the Revenant, you know, what was it like? Um, it was, it was everything we thought it was going to be, and nothing we thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> which, which kind of sounds impossible, but um, yeah, I, I guess we we knew we knew the distance, we knew the time, and we knew the um, elevation, um, and. Um, through through some newsletters to the competitors, we gained a bit more information um, in the months leading up to it. 
Um, but there was a lot that um, was kept secret until the briefing um, the afternoon before it kicked off. Um, so, yeah, it was. Um, they they definitely had a lot of surprises up their sleeves. Was, was I think that's that's what it's all about. Was there anything in that briefing that you heard that made you think, "Oh my goodness, what am I doing"? <laughs> uh, I, I think we were all there for a challenge, and, and, the, and the numbers alone were enough to put you off if you're going to be put off. Yeah. Um, I think the, the the biggest thing at the briefing um, for us was um, we we all turned up there at um, four o'clock and expecting we'd we'd get the maps and then. Um, take off home and um, we'd been told that we'd be uh, going up to the top of the mountain at uh, 12.30 so so um, I think everyone had a bit of shut eye planned and um, anyway they, they gave out the maps and then said oh and by the way um, forget what we told you about the start time <laughs> we, we need you back here at nine um, so so that was an immediate change um, change of plan and um I, I hadn't had any sleep during the day. Um, we'd, we'd been doing lots of stuff with families, uh, climb, climbing some big hills and um, doing some swimming on Lake Wakatipi. Um, so quality taper time. Yeah, quality taper time. Um, but yeah, so so instantly there was um, going to be um, an element of sleep debt um, going into the race. So did you mean 0900 or 2100? 2100. Wow. Okay, so they bought yeah. it forward by more than 24 hours. No, no, three hours. Three three hours. So do you mean 12.30 is in half past that, midnight? That yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, that nap that we'd planned, or that, that I'd planned anyway, um, was, um, yeah, yeah, a, a non-thing. Wow. And then, so then once you got into it, I mean, it just looked like there was a lot of issues finding checkpoints and so on what was what was you know what what was it about it that sort of slowed you down Um, to the extent that it did well when when we started the race um it it, it starts from the um the ski hut the historic ski hut up the um top of the um nevis road and um as we as we drove up the hill towards the start um we started getting into the clag and so um, as we got further and further up, the, the mist got, um, got thicker and thicker. And so when, when we actually, when the gun went um, and we actually set out, the visibility was, was really low um, and it was 11 o'clock at night. So, um, so, so it was dark and um, fairly limited visibility with the mist um, and, and straight into it um which is it was all pretty exciting um yeah. i guess the the nav um was the the nav the nav is straightforward nav like if you're familiar with using a map and compass um there were no tricks about that and the checkpoints were exactly where um they said they were on the map um so the the course was um plotted out really well um but when you got to the checkpoints, it was a matter of looking in the right direction um, <laughs> and being in exactly the right spot to actually spot the the, the checkpoints. Right. Wow. And what is the terrain like? I mean, it's hard to conceptualise. And I, yeah, yeah. That, that was the biggest thing for me because because my background um, obviously is is up in the North Island, 
and um, so so my training ground is is the Tararuas, which is all um, really uh, narrow ridge lines um, that that are fairly easy to follow, um, and tons more bush. Um, whereas um, it's it's all on um, Blackmore Station, um, and uh, so it's it's basically a high country station um, with some uh, remnant bush down in some of the river valleys, uh, but largely uh, snow tussock and heaps of Spaniard wheat, Spaniard grass, um, or, or bastard grass as we like to call it in the terrors. <laughs> Um, so, and, and that, that hides in the snow tussock. And so I, I think I probably lost count at about the, the 500th time that I got stabbed in the ankles. Right. <laughs> wow. So it was really kind of analogous with the, like the, and you know, I know that Scott Worthington himself, he, he talks about it. It's trying to be analogous with the Barclay in terms of you had your own version of the briars there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there were, there were briars, um, there was Madaguri, um, and then there was um, beautiful beach forest um, for um, the wormhole, as they they called it, checkpoint eight, um, and that was quite quite reminiscent of um, the eastern Tararua, so I loved it in there. Um, and then then we had the the Nokomai River, um, which was really the only point where you didn't have any any navigation choice. Um, and that was awesome. Um, they, they basically, uh, I think it's a bit of a dock concession going through there. And so um, they basically gave us a 100-metre corridor um, where we had to um, stick to the Nokomai River. And so you could only go 50 metres on either side of it, um, so following game trails and, and up the river itself. And because of that, you, you got to really experience that river, and that river is just stunning. It's it's um, it was probably my uh, no def- definitely my favourite part of the course, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's very different from like I, I can't um, comment from experience, but I'd say it's very different as far as terrain goes from the the Barkley marathons, um, just in, in that it's it is changing. There's a lot of tussock, um, and a lot of that tussock is really high, so so it's quite hard travel. Right, yeah, like finding foot placement or security and the sort of yeah, visual security. Yeah. No, 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 no foot placements the same as the one before. Yeah, um, and most of the time you you can't see where you're putting your feet. And I um, I heard on social media that you know where you began to come unstuck was you lost a six hour bottle of fuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bit of a bugger because it was pretty early in the race. Um, I. We'd um, just gone through checkpoint three, and we'd um, I'd teamed up with with a local runner, um, Angus Watson. Um, we'd, we'd actually gone into it with a plan of working together right. um, before before we started the race, and we went over the maps together. And we'd we'd just hooked up with um, a fella from Wanaka, um, Ian Evans. And uh, that, that was dropping down to checkpoint three. And we saw all of these other competitors um, that, that, that had kind of dropped down at the same time, getting drawn out by all of these little false spurs out to the right. And so we were, we were sort of thinking, well, well, we don't want to go down there. Um, and, and it was cool because Ian had the same idea. And so while we watched all of these um, headlights disappear down into the mist and in the wrong direction, um, Ian, Ian joined up with us, and um, yeah, we, we became a little little band of three, 
Um, and so after, after checkpoint three, we'd dropped down um, to a fence line and had, had jumped over because we thought there was a four-wheel drive track on the other side, but it was it was pretty overgrown. And so jumping back, I, I took a trip and um, didn't notice at the time. And well, I'm thinking this is where it happened anyway, and, and got down to the bottom of the valley and um, went to fuel up and um, the bottle was missing. Oh, no. <laughs> And so, with with a with a fifth, well, as, as it turned out, a fifteen hour lap, I, I ended up having to um, stretch nine hours of, of powder um, out out over. Oh, it was fifteen hours and fifteen minutes. And so, when I I went into fat burning pretty pretty early on in the lap, and, yeah. and once you go into that mode, it's pretty hard to pull it back. Right, mm. right. And do you uh, do you follow like a low carb, higher fat diet? Is that no, no, not at all. Um, so, so I really rely on the carbs. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So that was pretty in. disastrous for that to have yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. It, it didn't slow me down in the first lap, but I know that in the last two hours um, before the transition, um, I definitely noticed the fatigue. And where usually mm. um, thirteen hours into a run, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Um, and and so the plan was when when we got into transition, I actually I I, I glued on a a, a, a semi fake smile um, for the family and um, and figured I'd just shovel shovel in as much food as I could, and um, and hopefully turn things around. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty pretty early on in the um, second lap. We'd we'd just got the the first checkpoint in the second lap, um, which which was um, obviously in the opposite direction from the first lap um, and we were heading up the first big climb and that's that's the thing with with the climbs down there um, you've you've got good 900 meter climbs there wow. um, and so we we're about a third of the way up that and my, my legs just weren't working um, and so um, and so Angus was was pretty keen to give it a good crack and so we said go for it and then um shortly after that i just said to ian look i'm i'm gonna be towing towing the chain now um so so go, go for it and so um they took off i i um decided i'd have a lie down so, so i lay down in the middle of the spoil drive track that i was on um with my feet sticking up in the air um <laughs> up the hill my head sticking down the hill try to try to drain some um some of the the shit that had built up and my legs out and um, and I, I I was lying right in the middle of a Spaniard weed, and I didn't care. It was it was bliss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I could glance across the valley from from where we were across to the ski hut. We were sort of level with the ski hut at that stage, uh, sort of thinking, oh, I'm sure that they're all, all watching me at the moment. And and it turns out that they were. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I just lay there for a couple of minutes and then and. Um, figured it wasn't wasn't doing me any good, so I just just carried on from there. So was but, sorry, sorry, carry on. I was going to say was was it at that point that you kind of realised that the time, you know, cutoffs weren't going to be doable for you, or, uh, or did you not, did you still have a dream of of carrying on at that stage of making it? Yeah, at, at that stage, I I just decided I'd, I'd push on. It was still not not that long since we'd been through and, yeah. and got some decent food on board. Um, so you're just waiting yeah. for that to kick in. Yeah, 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 and so I plotted up the hill to the to the summit, um, and then ticked off um, 
start, started on the downhill from, from, from the top of the hill to the next checkpoint. And at that stage, it was would have been really easy running. And I just couldn't get the legs going. There, there was nothing in them but a walk. Um, and so that, that's when it started to look a bit shaky. Right. And um, then back down into the Nokomai, um, it's the, the Nokomai was, was lots of ups and downs in and out of the river. Um, and we'd, we'd um, smashed that in the first lap. We'd, um, we'd all been taking turns at the front so that you could take a rest of, of route finding. And we, we ran that all the way through. And um, I reckon if there's any FKTs through there, we've probably got it. <laughs> <laughs> but but going, going back, it, was, it really was um, a, a plod. And so, um, yeah, at that stage, it, yeah, I, I pretty much knew that, that any chances of making it within the 30 hours were out the window. Yeah. yeah. So what time, I mean, I guess that speaks to the difficulty of, of the event in terms of, you know, you, it's not just, it's not like a traditional ultra, is it, where you can kind of, you could get to another aid station and, and fill up. You've got the unexpected start time starting at night, mm-hmm. the difficulty of route finding, the difficulty of probably having to do like a jigsaw puzzle or a hard Sudoku or something that, you know, like one of these other surprises that they had for you and all of that. And I mean, I've, I've, you, blazed past me at the Wu2K like I was standing still and I think about sort of an athlete of your caliber if you're having to walk walk something out it must have been pretty crazy yeah I, I think part of that we, we burnt up a lot of extra energy um finding some of the checkpoints like you get to them but then you'd have to really find them right yeah and so you're like within um, proximity but you're not quite there yeah or just yeah. seeing and it so I, I yeah. actually came I came out of the race saying there's no chance you could do it. Even if you're a world class athlete, there's no way you could you could um, break break those four laps. And then, having had the benefit of a bit of time, and um, I've, I've I've done a lot of thinking about it, and um, gone back over where we could have made up time, um, and I look at at least four checkpoints where we probably lost about half an hour. Um, just mucking around or, or working the nav out. Yeah. Right. And so instantly there's two hours. Um, and so if you if you can bank two hours in the first lap, then um, you can take a bit you can take the second lap a bit more easy mm. and um, and then therefore hopefully have a, a reasonable amount of time up your sleeve for a sleep after the first couple of laps. Um, asleep being being sort of forty minutes yeah, or so, yeah. um, but but just just to to get rid of that mental fatigue because I think that that's probably one of the the biggest things um, that's going to start getting you as you get deeper into yeah, it. Absolutely, being able to keep the brain switched on and and not not making mistakes because I, I I think if if you're gonna if you're gonna beat it, um, it's got to be pretty much error free, along with a bunch of other things. Yeah, yeah. And I, I again, and I'll, I'll leave the but like I don't know if you've seen the Where the Dreams Go to Die. Um, yeah, 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 I made sure I watched that last. Yeah, time. and and he was exactly the same, wasn't he? Gary Robbins in his second attempt, he was so dialed in, and he was essentially even with error free. You know, like he was error free up until he wasn't. But in terms of his transitions, in terms of everything like that, he was just everything was so. You had to control every aspect that you could control. Hey. Absolutely, and I think that's the benefit of having done the race now. Mm. 
I think think and 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 that 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 was the whole idea I think um, for for Leroy and Scott is to create something where there is definitely a benefit to the athletes that have already done it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So and and it's something that you go to learn. Was I mean he he made no I mean Scott and and Leroy made no secret of that did they that they didn't expect anyone to finish, but I, were you surprised that no one made it past two laps? Was that I mean, I personally, I, I was, I, yeah, I, I was pretty surprised yeah. that nobody made it past two, two laps. Well, Al, Al, Al got to the the two laps, yeah. and I think that that was that was awesome. He he knew that the time wasn't on, but he just kept on pushing. Yeah, yeah. and I think that that's pretty commendable, um, and 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 should be acknowledged. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think a lot of people were surprised at at how, um, yeah, how far people did get through. Yeah. Well, at, or, or didn't, didn't get, get through. through. Yeah, yeah. By how much it was missed. Um, yeah. But it's the first year, yeah. and so I, I don't know much about the history of um, the Barclay marathons. Um, but I, I sort of wonder what happened in their first couple of years. Oh, look, people! More people have landed on the moon than have finished that race. <laughs> and like even even this year, you know, when yeah. uh, Gary Robbins came back for a third crack at it, no one made it past what they call the fun run which is three laps yeah. or he was the only person and it was it was the worst um it was the worst weather ever so it's it's totally dependent yeah. and i mean i'll be honest with you i thought that if anyone was going to take it out it would be you or sean collins and you know i really sort of thought i wonder if because you know we, we talked to scott and he's a good lad and he was you know he was he was he was talking a He's talking a good game, you know. He's 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 a good he's a good chatter, and um, I thought, wow, I don't know about these Navy SEAL dudes, but I'm pretty sure either Tim or Sean could give it a good crack. In terms you know? of runners, in terms with of runners, ability yeah. and that adventure background. Yeah, and stuff. I, I think there was a there there, there was a, a lot to actually having having experienced New Zealand conditions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had a big advantage over the American guys. Yeah. Um, and I mean to do what they did with um, tra- training in Florida, oh, in, in no. the yeah. area. I mean, um, they hats off to them. Yeah, they, right. they came and and they um, they they did incredibly yeah. well. Oh, that's and, no, and there's uh, no disrespect there no, at no. all, you know. And, yeah, oh, absolutely. And that was... um, but but there is that. Like I mean, um, yeah, with 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 a re- like I've I've got a reasonable amount of backcountry experience. Um, to be fair, my um, my map and compass nav is only something that I've really started to get on top of in the last couple of years. Right, um, and so I don't have a long history of of things like God's own navigation or anything like that. Like, I mean, Scott's Scott's back, background yeah. is obviously as a God's own navigator, um, but then I've spent a good amount of time. Um, with Dean Ford, another Wellington runner, who's who's an incredibly good God's own um, navigator, and we've we've um, spent a, a good amount of time wandering around um, off trail in the Tararoas. And I think well, there's one thing about training in the Tararoas is um, if you can if you can navigate in the in the dense bush of the Tararoas where you can't see um, can't see any of your features um, terribly well, then that's going to prepare you for most things. Yeah. And we prom- we'll move off the revenant very soon. Just I just wanted to touch on one one more thing that I think came through really strongly, which seemed to be the the camaraderie of not only the people involved but the crew. It seemed like it was almost like a bonding moment. That whole event. Well, 
Well, that 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 started last year for me. Um, right from the very very um, outset, once once my entry had been accepted, um, I, I approached um, Leroy and, and Scott with a couple of questions, just just um, via email, and um, almost immediately Scott called me back, and um, we ended. <laughs> this 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 is the middle of work and. Um, we ended up uh, on, on, on a phone call for a half an hour, three quarters of an hour, um, just having a, a yarn about adventuring and gear and um, just geeking out. And, um, and so from, from the outset, um, the contact with those guys has been incredible. And um, I, I asked them whether they were open to people going and wrecking the area. And they said, no, we, we want to keep um, keep it fair for everyone. And so for people that can't actually yeah. make it down there, they don't want people to see, see the actual course itself. And they, they wanted to keep it as a, a surprise. Um, but how about this for an idea? We're, we're planning on going, um, doing a little expedition from Alexandra um, up across to Garston through the Garvey Mountains. Would you like to come and join us? And so um, fairly shortly after that, I, I had uh, tickets booked to head down in November. And um, from the moment we arrived down there, where um, Scott and Leroy uh, picked us up at the airport, um, they just turned it on for us. And so, um, yeah, the, the hospitality was amazing. Um, we, we didn't make it across because it was just after that last cold snap had gone and dumped a whole lot of snow through yeah. there. And so we, we ended up having a fairly um, fairly exciting um, introduction to, to that, that part of the, the country anyway because there's, there's tons of snow and the, the weather was rubbish and um, we got to test all of our gear. And I, I learned a thing about um, how big the country is and how um, easy it is to underestimate that when you're nav nav navigating down there. Um, but yeah, so so from from the outset, those guys have been amazing, and so it's really built this um, this friendship from from early on um, before the event even happened, um, and they've they've been like that to, to all the, the other competitors. I, I think the um, the American guys ended up staying um, with Scott afterwards and and heading out for some missions with him, and so and for those guys, it's not about setting up an event that's going to make money. Yeah. <laughs> it's about setting up something cool. Um, and I, I can really relate to that. Um, like more and more now, I'm, I'm drawn to adventures rather than racing. And so this was this was the adventure with, with the added bonus of, of having a race involved. Yeah. But um, yeah, to, to, to them and I, I think to me and a lot of the other competitors, um, it was it was really just about the adventure. And it says, I mean, like looking at your bio on uh, New Zealand Trail Run, it says, you know, like mountain runner, adventurer and occasional racer. I mean, what was it that first led you to kind of step out of the boundaries of, you know, traditional trail running, traditional ultramarathon running into that kind of wilder side of it? Um a, a race. He's uh, and 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 uh, a certain gentleman. Um, he's actually been men mentioned on here before. Um, it's not Mail Backhausen, is it? No, <laughs> no, no. It's uh, it's it's um, Chris Martini. Okay, Martin. Yeah. Um, who's who's a, a bit of a ringleader down here of our sort of unofficial running club, the the 
Wellington uh, Big Sunday Run group. Right. Oh yes, we got yeah. in, we got sort of got dragged into this war between you guys and the worm. <laughs> yeah, there's no. No, war. I'm just being there's a no dick. <laughs> don't 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 believe everything you've been told. <laughs> I've been to the chat room. Well, I don't think there's a war. No, I, I, I haven't been caught up in it anyway. Um, but yeah, in, anyway, I. I um, ran one of his races. He's he's um, race directs uh, three events down here, soon to be four actually. Um, and what one of them being the Aorangi Undulator. Oh, fantastic! The three day one. And That's sorry? the three day. Yeah, I, I started out with the one day, and um, had a fairly good run there. And um, and shortly after that, I got an email from Chris. Um, I actually, I, I actually got to the end of that 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 run, and um, they hadn't finished uh, setting up the finish line area. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he was sitting in his car texting <laughs> when 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 I came out of the bush, and 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 so um, they had to re- revise their their finish time expectations after that. But um, yeah, we we got in an email conversation, and I I got an email uh, back from Chris um, shortly after that race saying. Here's, here's your next challenge, mate. And it was um, he'd, he'd uh, forwarded me um, an email conversation between Chris Swallow, um, a local runner here, and Grant Guys, um, talking about the Terra SK. Now, what is SK? Uh, so S- SK, the S stands for Schormans, okay, and the K is Kaitoki, and so. Originally, the the SK it, it was um, it was conceptualised by um, Trampers back in the early sixties, I believe, and up until then it was a, a multi day tramp, like you're you're looking five to seven days um, to tramp it, and um, somebody I think in the the um, Tarawa tramping a mountain. Um, mountaineering club. Oh, I've probably got that name wrong, and somebody will will um, correct me. Um, there, there was a conversation that um, maybe it could be done in forty eight hours, and so Scorlands was um, the farm, I believe, at the Putara end, which is up near Ikatahuna, right. where the uh, Mangatanoka River comes out, and there was a hut there. And so the idea was, the original idea was to catch a train out after work on a Friday, then uh, fast tramp the the whole route from the Scormans hut um, road end to Kaitoki at the the hut end at the other end of the range um, in 48 hours and in time to get back for work on Monday morning. (laughs) Fresh as a daisy. Uh, and 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 so I, I think that that originally um, that, that got conquered in about uh, sixty or the the mid sixties anyway. Um, my my dates are pretty bad. Um, and so ever since then, trampers have been testing themselves against the the route. And um, there there were a set of rules um, that until recently, when mountain runners started having a look at it. Um, that they had had to go by, and that you had to wear tramping boots. Um, 
there was no running. <laughs> um, I forget, I forget the list, but um, yeah, it was it was definitely tramping tramping orientated and, and suffering orientated. Um, and then in uh, I, I I won't go too too much into the history because I'll get too much of it wrong. But basically, um, Colin Rolfe, and I think it was 1991, um, finally cracked the 21, uh, 24 hour mark down the main range of of the Tararoas. And um, that suddenly opened up this um, whole new goal. Sub 24, how far is it? So um, the, the, the figures are misleading. So the the distance distance wise, uh, it's uh, somewhere between 70, 70 and eighty k's, depending on whose GPS you believe. Right. And the elevation is uh, somewhere between seven and uh, seven thousand and seven thousand five hundred uh, meters of of ascent and descent. Um, but it's just really gnarly, so it's slow. And um, if you're not going up, you're going down, and if you're not going down, you're going up, and it's through tree roots and um, tussock, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's epic. Who has the FKT? Who has the FKT? So Sam McCutcheon and Danny Garrett um, blew through there uh, a couple of years ago. I was actually up um, on another mission having a go at the 1500s, um, when they went flying down the range, and I was I was standing across on a um, sort of slightly parallel ridge, um, looking across as they dropped down off uh, Dundas, which is one of the big peaks along the Dundas Ridge, and they were just smoking. They just saw these two little dots that were racing along the ridge line, um, and they they blew the record out of the water. So um, it'll it'll take a, a fast set of feet to to get what, that. Do you know what it is? Oh, put me on the spot. <laughs> um, Eighteen hours. Far right. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So the twenty-four hour challenge has been whittled down to an eighteen-hour wow. challenge. So what? So I mean, that was the the challenge that was set for you, and obviously one that you accepted. But what what was it that you know made you think, yeah, this is where I want to be, rather than in the standing on start lines all the time? Um, I I guess. My my introduction to to mountain running was was back when I, I got into um, the coast to coast right, and um, they've got a there's there's an epic mountain yeah. run as as part of the course, and so that that was my first real introduction to to um, backcountry mountain running, and so for the the second time that I um, competed in the coast to coast. I did a lot more training in, in the Tararuas and discovered this real love for it. And um, then we um, we decided we we're going to have a family and um, multi-sport took up too much time. And so I, I decided I'd focus on the running. Started getting results, but also at the same time I was doing doing these bigger and bigger runs into the hills um, as, as training and as base training over winter. And... Um, found that I like the freedom of being able to pick your own time to do it. So if you're going, even if you're going for an FKT, um, nobody told you when to do it, nobody told you how right. to do it. Um, it was basically an adventure, um, albeit uh, one, one trying to go fast, but um, 
an adventure and, and usually some somewhere you hadn't been before. So uh, for a lot of the mountain runs, the, the really long ones, I'll do some recce's um, of, of some of the trickier sections so that when I get there, um, it's not going to be um, totally totally brand new and, and the nav won't be an issue. Um, but I guess going back to, to when Chris first suggested the, the SK to me, um, I'd only ever run five hours at a push. Um, I think think my longest run was the Tararoa Mountain Race, which which goes over the Southern Crossing down in the Tararoas. And so the biggest question for me was, well, can I actually run for 24 hours? Um, <laughs> yeah, let, 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 let alone um, yeah down down a mountain range. And so um, my first first goal um, before I did that was to do a big run. Um, and so my, my first real adventure run with no goal other than to see how, how I'd go was um, up in Taranaki. We were up there for Christmas and I'd seen Steve Nerys and, and Mal's um, photos from their up-down, Mal Law's photos from their Taranaki up-down yep. and around. Um, and it looked epic. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd, I'd always wanted to go... Um, to, to summit Mount Taranaki and um, and we'd always talked with with about it with my dad and my brother and so seeing as we're all together up there um, I think it was the day after Boxing Day um, the the weather looked reasonably good for it and so um, we we drove up the mountain and I I took off up 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 to the summit and they they um, were going to hike it while I spent the day out in the hills. And um, yeah, I got got around there in, in a little bit under twelve hours, and all of a sudden, I I, I knew, and, and I, I felt like I could keep on running at the end of that, and so I'd, I'd sort of broken down some barriers about what I believed I was capable of, um, and so the SK was on, um, and and that happened about a, a month later um, when when the weather weather came through for wow. it, um, and so ever since then. Um, that, that sort of blew away my expectations of what we can do, and um, so it's now now it's have a look at a map and. <laughs> where and how many times next. have you completed the SK now? Uh, uh maybe a few few more than is. <laughs> um, Are we talking <laughs> double figures? I've. Well, there, there, there are actually three um, main routes. So you've got the main range, which is sort of the holy holy yeah. grail. Um, it's it's the always going to be the longest one, but then you've also got the Tarn um, Ridge SK or the or the Eastern Range, and um, and then the valleys. Um, so the valleys uh, goes all the way down down the Eastern Valleys. Um, same starting points and finishing points, um, but three very different runs. And uh, Graham Graham Dingle actually made made the SK. Um, semi-famous for a little bit, um, running the Tarn Ridge SK. And he set the record at the time um, going from Putara Hut um, to Smith Creek Shelter, which is just short of Kaitoki in, I think it was 18 and a half wow. hours. Um, and I remember reading about this as a kid and just being blown away by how somebody could run for that long. And so I did the did the valleys after the... Um, after the main range, because um, it was it was snowing up in the hills, so um, it, that seemed wise to stay down low, and then save save the tan 
for last. And to me, it was it was almost spiritual. I'm not not really a spiritual person, but um, this was sort of following in the footsteps of of a childhood hero. Um, and the tan to me, having done all three, is by far the most. Uh, it's the most complete for me. Um, it's more of a big mountain route. Um, the eastern ridge. There's no no trails along it. There's a bit of a footpad from from deer and and trampers, but um, there's no marked route, and so you you, you feel um, feel like you're really out in the wilderness. Um, and so I've I've done done those three, and then <laughs> I'm currently working my way back up the range. So I've done the done the main range um, in reverse, and done the valleys in reverse just before Christmas is my last last training run for the Revenant. Wow. Um, and so I guess that means I've got one more to do to get the set. So what, so what you're describing really is kind of, it sounds like the spirit of adventure and, and mountaineering rather than what sort of most sort of trail runners would, you know, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe, you know, there's a, there's a sort of like, I'm trying to think, you know, we're, we're the week before, we're talking oh. to you the week before Tarawera. And yes. what you're describing is actually the quite different to yeah. that. No, and not not putting that down at all. You know, not not making it's a judgment about it either. But it's just different, isn't it? It's almost it's almost like a different sport. Yeah, I I wouldn't even call it call it yeah. a sport. I I don't reckon. Um, like for me, I've still got racing if I want to go and run yep. fast, and um, and I do have I do have a competitive side to me, but it's it's more. Probably more because I don't like running in crowds, so I've got to run fast. To, <laughs> so well, the last the time crowds. I saw you, you were by yourself. I mean, you were being, you were being <laughs> yeah. chased by Andy Good, yeah. but you, and, and you, know, I, you held him off. So you do all right either way. Yeah. But I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I, 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 and and I, love, I love running with people. Like, I mean, a big part of, of getting into the hills in between the, the speed challenges is getting out there with mates that are into the same thing. And so... A lot of the time over winter, I'll um, I'll try to get a, a mission in every month, um, and and a lot of the time that's that's with a mate, um, a mate or two, and that that camaraderie. Um, there's there's something that it does to friendships, um, being out in in, um, in the wild, and and actually having to have trust in each other as well. Absolutely. Um, but you don't need to have known somebody very long to feel like you've known you know them really yeah. well yeah no there's that shared bond of of uh, you know of, uh, well it's an and to use the word in its purest sense is a very intimate thing that we do and i think it, it's Absolutely. interesting that thing of, you talk about adventure and i guess the thing with adventure is it's adventure is whatever you think it is so it's whatever the person who's yes. having that adventure thinks it is you know and and i i find myself i don't i know more sort of drawn to that adventurous side of things i want to go out and kind of not necessarily push boundaries in terms of i ran for four days or whatever but like for my own sense you know what what i can mm-hmm. yeah so i really take take just take yourself out of that yeah. comfort zone and so have you ever thought of doing any of the longer international races like the one that springs to mind that would probably be right up your alley something like tour de jones in uh italy Ah, uh, see, I'd I'd love to, and and it, it just comes back to the reason I got out of yeah. multi sport, and and that's because Here we've got a family, and um, 
and even during during the um, the training for the Revenant, I found myself out on my long runs, um, like Ruby's four now, and I found myself out on the long runs, sort of wondering what am I missing yeah. out on when when I'm when I'm not there, and you only get to do that once. Um, so I, I, to to me, yeah, my 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 running's probably going to go way on um, for for a good couple of decades as long as I don't destroy myself. And I, I won't be getting any faster, but there'll be opportunity to do those bigger ones um, if, if I still want to later on down the track. I'd love to. I'd, I'd look at something like um, the Dragon's Back. Right, um, yeah. Um, which um, is actually where I think Chris Chris Martin got the idea for the A100, um, putting on a stage race. Um, and I, I, I love the look of that in, in the the thing of getting yourself going every day and um, managing the pace so that you can go every day um, like with with the a100 that that was probably probably still to this day is my favorite trail race um, because of it's, it's got an adventure element um, it's got the three days they're all th- all very different and you've really got to manage yourself to make sure that you're um, can still run and run well on that last day. Um, so there's a whole lot of things that you're balancing mm. there, um, as as well as the adventure to um, to take your mind Absolutely. off the dirt. And that's a that's really lovely to hear you say. You know, it sounds like your your priorities are right where they should be. And and again, it brings that it brings you back to the nature of true adventure is you can adventure where you are. But it, and it yes. seems like as well, and, and you're not the first person from Wellington that we spoke to. You know, we 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 spoke to Marianne Elliott, um, who, by the way, accused you of being. Yeah, she's she's accused. She accused you of being an alien. I'm not an alien. I'm not an alien. We've had this conversation. <laughs> I I didn't deny it though when she brought it up when we were running up the tip yeah, track. Yeah, so I, I guess I've put my um. I guess you see, Tim, because we're both quite inquiring gentlemen, and and saying I'm not an alien is just the type of thing an alien would say. It's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll hold ju- We'll reserve judgment more, on we're that. We're going to need more evidence. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't prepare me for this grilling at alien school. <laughs> you admitted that. We gotcha. No. Um. What What is it about Wellington <laughs> though that just seems to this it, it is and you know I was joking before like there's a wonderful community it does have it's not homogenous you know it's varied it's diverse the people who you know do some of them are bloody at the treasury one day and then they're in the terrors the next or there's people you know running Mount Vic on the uh, Tuesday Spectacular or is it Thursday Spectacular I can never remember but you know like the Tuesday Spectacular See, see, I'm I'm a big Sunday runner, and I know about there the world. Uh, it, it can't no. be battle. Or is that is that gathering <laughs> intelligence? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what is I it about Wellington? Um, I I think we're we're incredibly lucky in our trail systems. Um, like we we we're, we're surrounded by hills, and um, I've been living here my whole life, and I'm still finding new trails. And so, like, I, I work in Kaiwharafara, which is around near the Nauranga Gorge, yep. and and live in Miramar. But I can, I can run probably about seventy percent on trails home if wow. I want to. Um, and and so you can you can just link all of these amazing trail networks together. Um, and then be running through the middle of town, um, sort of ten minutes later, um, and 
I, I think it's it's got this wildness, like we've we've got this reputation for wind, but that also um, means that it, it feels very clean. And when that wind goes away, um, then you get that that polar opposite, where um, as as they say, Wellington on a good day. I don't know. There's there's nothing like having that that one-off day where it's not blowing a a, a gale up on the skyline, um, looking at all these points that you're going to go to. Um, on, on a 30k run home wow yeah and I, I i have that experience you know like the first wu 2k was wellington on a good day wasn't it i mean it was pretty mm. much perfect conditions it was bluebird it was pretty warm by the end of it and and you do yeah you get that sense that it wellington kind of crouches into the landscape doesn't it yeah 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 absolutely and then, and then you've, you've you've got all sorts of different training grounds like you got the terrors um which i spent a lot of time in but i've also spent Heaps of time over behind Wainui in the Rematakas, and and it's it's all within driving distance. Um, so so that's a forty five minute drive. The Terrors or a forty five minute drive, and now I'm sort of playing in these places that my parents used to take me for for bush walks, and so I get to run these these trails that seem like absolute monsters. Um, felt felt like you were walking all day, um, and they're they're just my little um, warm up yeah, yeah. before you, you hit the river or 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 start climbing a mountain. Um, and so um, yeah, you, you've got wild when I, you need I, it. Um, right on the doorstep. It's a special. I mean, I you know a little when we first I immigrated here from the UK when I was, I was four years old. We lived in Wain- we lived in Otaki and then Wainuiamata. And my dad would take me mm-hmm. to the, the Rimatuck Forest and by the river, and I remember, and it still sticks with me to this day, that hot pine needle smell. You know, in summer where you get that really distinctive smell of yeah, and those 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 no, memories and, never leave you, and they keep on coming back to you every time you you go in there and oh, lace the shoes maybe up. That's why and, I live next to a huge pine um, forest. Uh, I think it's those seeds that are Absolutely. planted, and it is a special special yeah. place. And I think going that that sort of take, takes me back to um to to your question about these um big overseas events and to me I there's still so much of New Zealand I haven't seen and um I've always felt so blessed to to be um to be born down here um like I, to to me I I I seriously think that we're in the best part of the world um and so before I before I start booking um expensive plane rides overseas um, to go run, running around in somebody else's mountains. Um, I, I think that um, it would be a massive waste not to see more of more of our country. Agreed. Gorge myself. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's a really, it's a good point, man. And it's, I, I guess it, it, for nothing else, it's it's not cheap, is it? Chasing Chasing hills around the world. No, no. Well, even even getting down to some somewhere like uh, Garston, I I ended up um, having to organise a fundraiser, um, and and people were incredibly right. generous. Um, I tried to pr- provide a decent amount of in- entertainment in the process. What was the? Um, what were you doing? Dancing or? <laughs> no, I I, I organised uh, my my first fundraiser was um, a, a thing called How Many Tippies oh. and Timmy. Uh, <laughs> And, and I uh, I timed it to be the day after the Wu Two K last year, um, and I'd, I'd talked talked to Gareth to make sure he didn't mind me um, uh, sort of promoting it a little bit, and um, basically 
ran um, ran a, a, a guessing game for people's loose change as to um, how how many meters of vert I'd get running from dusk till dawn, um, uh, dawn dawn till dusk. Sorry, um, up and down the oh. tip track. For those who don't know, <laughs> the tip track in Wellington is is fairly infamous. How how far is it up? What's what's the distance to the top? Oh, it's 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 only about four hundred and fifty meters um, from from the bottom road to the top road, uh, but that's um, over it's three three point five k to the top, three point five k back down to the bottom. Um, so you you gain yeah, the height yeah. pretty quickly, and it's um, it's pretty gnarly underfoot. Um, but it's also really accessible, and and it's um, I've always used it um, to check out my fitness because I, I I know what sort of times I can go up and down this. So before I've got a got an event, I'll, I'll spend a fair bit of time with it. So me me and the tippy know and each other well. How many tippies are in Timmy? It's, how many tippies are in Timmy? That time it was uh, just short of eleven, I believe. Um, and and it was awesome because uh, um, a whole lot of the volunteers and, and organisers um, turned up from from the UK turned up on the Sunday after prize giving. Um, Gareth came up for for a lap. Um, Brent came up um, for awesome. a number of laps. Uh, Stu Stu came up. He did a half marathon up there with me. Um, and uh, Barrett Hocking, um, Grant Grant guys, and, and Sean Collins. Um, oh, I I, I couldn't wow, carry nice. on, but uh, basically I, I I had company for all but one of the laps. Um, and and for the last couple, um, Marianne um, came came for the last one. Um, she and that that's where she quizzed me on uh, being <laughs> being an alien or not. We'll, we'll, re- we'll reserve our judgment on that one. <laughs> Rad. Hey, look, Tim, we're at that. I mean, thank you so much. It's been really enlightening speaking to you, and we're really excited. We're both doing the Woo2K. We're coming down um, to run it. We're doing the 62, and we're totally stoked to get back down to Wellington. Um, but it is, and Fantastic. hopefully we'll catch up with you then, but it's that time of the, the show when we ask everyone, um, hey, Tim Sutton, what's your greatest run ever? My greatest run ever. Um, that's easy for me. Um, the the Terror fifteen hundreds, um, and that they, this this is a run that sort of consumed three years of my life. Um, uh, I first heard about the the idea um, shortly after I'd done the the first SK, the main range SK. Um, and I'd heard that um, Colin Rolfe had done it um, uh, and had a sleep. So the, the terror is there's uh, 15 peaks over 1,500 wow. metres. And they start um, way up near the top of the SK um, with a peak called Logan and then work their way down the eastern um, range down, down the Wairapa side and with a couple of big dog legs out to the side to to um, get a few of them, and you get all the way down to the fourteenth fifteen hundred, uh, which is Angle Knob, which is uh, just just near Jumbo, um, where the Jumbo Holdsworth yes. Trail races, and you've only got one left to go. But then you 
you look across from Mangle Knob and that that other one is uh Pukimomo, um Mount Hector, which Pukimomo is means uh Hill of Desolation. Friendly. And um that that's <laughs> it's 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 really fitting when you see how far away it is. So it's it's basically what you've just done all over again to get across to the other side of the Tararua range um, to get this last 1500. And so I I first had a go at it a year after um, the main range and got all the way to Angle Knob, um, did some calculations and worked out that I didn't have enough food to get me through the middle part of the range. I'd taken a bit longer than I planned and pulled the pin there. Um, and then a year later, um, I was probably the fittest I'd ever been um, and um, didn't muck around as much, but I, uh, I got to the, got to the um, start. I had a thudding headache all the way out and got to the start and um, I couldn't keep any food down right from the start. Um, got lost in, in heavy clag um, off the side of the hill in, in Leatherwood and it was just, just one thing after the other going wrong. And so I, I ended up... Um, pulling the pin and still had a, a six hour run to get back out. Um, and so finally, um, the, the year after that, I, um, I decided I'd give it one more shot. Um, because you, you've got to do a lot of mental, mental preparation before you go into something like that, especially having, having had two right. failed attempts. Um, and so I went back, um, had, had a good friend, um, Dave Allen, who, who, um, has, has also, um, completed a, a sub 24 SK, um, drive me out. And I think that, that in itself, um, knowing that, that I had a, a mate who, who'd drive me three hours, um, out of Wellington, um, and had the faith that I could actually do it, um, put me in the, the right frame of mind for it. And so I went into um, the, that last attempt knowing that unless I had some sort of catastrophic injury, um, I'd get it done no nice. matter what. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was a big day. I, um, I got, got to Angled Knob and, and it was amazing. The, the weather was stunning. Um, and then the wheels started falling off, dropping down to Powell Hut and down into to Totra um Totra Flats and I still had to go all the way across the range um and so it was just a matter of um turn right and into the range <laughs> before I had time to think about it any longer um and so 28 hours um after I'd started I um stumbled out at Otaki um having having been the first person to um run the run the thing wow. in one go wow that's incredible, Tim. Wow. No, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> 28 hours. It's a long... Yeah, okay. You just adventure where you yeah, are, don't you? And that's fantastic. Absolutely. I, I, I think that I could spend another 20 years and I still wouldn't right. know the terror is. Yeah. yeah. And I just love that you do that without expecting anything, without uh, getting a finisher's medal um, you know, that, that's just, that was your thing to do and you did it and you, 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 st- oh, I just want to see other people. Yeah. And you stuck at it and, 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 and you knocked yeah, the bus I, off. I'll, I'll write these things up and if, if anybody reads it and goes and 
um, and, and has their own adventure as, as a result of that, then um, my job's done. Fantastic. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Fantastic. We really appreciate it. And it's just, you know, inspiring and uplifting and exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's inspiring in the sense as well. And one last thing, we'll let you go, you know, but like it's inspiring in the sense of like, get out the door. Do you know, it's not like, oh, and I, t- I was in Tanzania and I peaked this mountain and the sun came up, it glinted off a giraffe's horn or whatever. It's inspiring because we all know where you're talking about and you're talking about your back garden. So I think it sends that message. Yeah, man, and it's there and it's yeah. waiting. It's yeah. there and it's waiting and it's and it's easy to get into. And I think that's, that's yeah. the coolest Fantastic. thing. Hey, thank you so much. Right. Awesome, fellas. Hey, really appreciate oh, what easy, you guys man. do. Easy, man. We'll see you soon. There we go, Tim Sutton. I mean, like when you discuss, when you talk about running and, and all its many forms, and then you think about that truly adventurous sort of pitting yourself against, be it a distance or a, a goal, without the constraints and relatively safe constraints of like an ultramarathon race where everything's kind of taken care of, mm. it adds a whole new dimension to the and, and you know, yeah, sure deprivation and doing things overnight and all that yeah, sort of stuff. And all the planning and. I feel a little bit pathetic um, ranting and, and so enthusiastically about my park run in Melbourne now. No, but. it's all part of it, man. It's no, it's all relevant, you know. Yeah, of course I don't. I'm, that was, anyway. What a guy. Um, what a guy. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Yep. We'll be back next week with another interesting conversation with an interesting runner. And mm. let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be hitting the books this week. Nearly died. Yeah, we're going to be hitting the books studying. Pleasure. Mm. Hitting the books. Studying. Books. Um, we're on social media. We're interviewing yeah. George Martin. Yeah. He wrote Game of Thrones. Anyway. Not George Foreman. No. <laughs> made the George Foreman grill. We're on social media at Dirt Church Radio. Uh, email at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at other podcast platforms. And you can download direct from our website, dirtchurchradio.com. Also, if we're not where you want us, let us know. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us. Also, if you like what you see, please spread the love. It'd be really great if as many people heard the show as possible, and for that, we need your help. Yeah. And we could um, come up with an invisibility cloak. To cu- cover cars. Yeah. But don't forget to write in with your greatest run ever. We'd love to hear from you. Do that, because we are short of them. We've said that for the last couple of weeks and like hardly We're being ignored. Listen, you just it's like you're not even listening. You should be like one of the Robinson twins and go on a Twitter rant about it. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. And then have to apologize later. Thank you hey, to our guest yeah. Tim this yep. week. Yep. Thank you to our sponsor, Ultra. Ultra. Yep. yep. And thanks to our editor Karen. Good yep. good play in the basketball tournament, buddy, as well. We've got it's another really so embarrassed now. Another really great guest mm. lined up next week. So tune in then. Kakite. Kakite. Thanks, Rigby.